0: it's margot tantow here welcome to windowsill chats a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious i am so glad you're here i've spent decades working with artists and being one myself i've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made how to put oneself out there and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. I am so glad you're back at the windowsill. And if it's your first time, welcome. I have a fun one today. You know, when I travel, I try to go see local businesses if I have a chance. And a year ago, when I was in North Carolina, I happened into a wonderful Yarn store in Davidson, North Carolina, which is a charming, charming little town north of Charlotte. And it was family run, mom and her daughters, and now her sweet sister. And I just thought, I want to talk to these people. So that's what I am doing today. You're going to meet Kim Clark, who started the store with her daughters, and Tracy Reed, her lovely, lovely sister, who she's running it with now. Originally, Kim's daughters, Lily, Lindsay, and Logan were involved, and as things do, they get to grow and change, and so I bring you a really cool conversation with Kim and with her sister, Tracy, which is just super endearing. You'll find out more as we talk, but they figured that every small town needs a local yarn store, and the store in Davidson closed and opened up a possibility for Kim to start thinking about what that might look like. And it started with little more than an idea. Late nights dyeing yarn out of her kitchen, and then the laundry room, and then eventually the store. Kim says, if you would have asked us when we started this journey, if we've considered the space where now we would have said you were crazy. But like most things in life, when you know, you know. By providing kits and tools for a range of fiber arts along with space to learn, they've created a comfortable home right in downtown Davidson, and they've built it to inspire learning, exploring, community, and creativity. And you'll hear us talk about the pink couch. Kim's daughter, Lily, insisted that they have a pink couch when they opened. And it sounds like Kim was a little hesitant about that. But as Kim will say, that pink couch has become the true anchor for who they are. The students and customers come to the store and are pulled to it. And I can attest to that. Great conversations start there. Beautiful projects start there. And it's just a part of who they are and so is everything about this wonderful charming unique trend setting fabulous business that they've put together if you want to find out a little bit more about hearts on fiber you can find them at heartsonfiber.com and hearts on fiber on instagram and facebook And I encourage you to check them out and join their email list because they send out a newsletter about all the great things they have coming up and their wonderful, wonderful membership that they have. So check them out. And that's enough from me. Here now are Kim Clark and Tracy Reed to tell us all about how they roll their sleeves up and do what they love at Hearts on Fiber. Thanks both of you for being here with me today. I'm so excited to talk to you. You all in listening land can't see this, but these two lovely sisters are in a podcasting studio sharing a podcast mic so they kind of look you kind of look like your rock star singers because you're kind of you kind of lean in and it's
1: it's very cool all right tracy i'm not the singer
0: (laughs) you never know who we're gonna have on here well i love that i kind of stumbled on your venture your business venture hearts of fiber because well it's kind of funny because i do love to find a yarn shop when i'm traveling because it's a good thing to bring home. And it's you would have laughed at me because so I was in Davidson and I found it and it looked great. And then I couldn't find you. Like it took me to the parking lot and I was up in somebody's apartment front door and (laughs) somewhere else. Then I found you. So that was a happy moment. Such a great place. So I'm so glad you're there. And I would love to know a little bit more of the story of how you both ended up There in Davidson with a store. So give me the
1: scoop. Oh, goodness. Definitely. I am not somebody who ever thought that they would own a yarn store. That's not a dream of mine. That wasn't something that I thought that I was going to do. But my daughter, Lily, was a senior and she's my middle daughter. She was a senior in high school and the local yarn store in Davidson was retiring. And uh, Lily knew the family because she went on vacations with them, and she came home and said, "Gramsby's retiring, and you need to buy the yarn store." And I was like, "No, why would I? <laughs> I, I have a full-time job. Right? Like, why would I want to own a yarn store? I love yarn, but I don't want to own a yarn store." And then Gramsby, Gramsby, I think that's how they say it. She retired, and they. Like she was right in the center of our town and I had to go buy it all the time. And it was so sad. I just like, my heart just tugged, and I was like, this is so, I feel like this is missing from Davidson. So my husband at the same time, he sold some of his business and I had this opportunity to, cause I worked for him. I was project management and, uh, this opportunity to, you know, explore that, explore what that looked like. Could I have a yarn store in that location? So I, I met with Elaine, who is Grimsby, and we talked. And I looked at different place. I look looked at where they were located, which is such a good location, and it was none of that was available. Mm-hmm. And. Once I started going, there were other signs, though, like people were cheering me on. The community, the bookstore in Davidson, they were like our best friends. They're like, you can do this. And money was aligning and things were aligning. And that's when I started dyeing yarn out of my house. So As we were looking for space, because I thought it was just going to be a yarn store, I found dyeing yarn. I love that. Yes. It was really interesting because I got kicked out of the kitchen because I made it smell like Easter eggs because I was using vinegar. <laughs> yes. And then I got banished to the laundry room, which I stained the whole laundry folding table. And then I got kicked up to, the, we have a an attic and it had like a sink and stuff and we ended up there. But we actually, even before we opened the store and found that location, which was perfect, It was hard, but nothing ever said stop.
0: Isn't it crazy what you don't, what you don't think you're ever going to do. And then all of a sudden there you are in the middle of it. Yep. I love that. And I love that you, well, and we'll get more into this, but the dying happened, which is of course very creative and a big part of, you know, what, what you do and, and that just tied it all together because there's your creative outlet. Plus you can work, you know, see wonderful people and have other yarn and other products and yeah it's a good spot.
2: How about you Tracy? Well I just moved here a couple years ago but Kim came to visit me when she was even thinking about this and it's funny everyone's like oh you knit and I'm like I knitted before Kim. I knitted I mean I did the same knitting for like 15 years which was just basically garter stitch scarves and hats for everybody I knew forever. I just, you know, it's for me, it was my Zen. It was like a way to keep my hands busy as like a meditative practice. And it just made me happy that there was this end product that I could give to people. But I was never really moved to Do more. This is the story I tell people. I don't know if this is true, but I feel like I came and visited them when Kim had very young children and I had no children. And I was knitting and she was like, like, I can just see the wheels turning, like, I want to do that. I can do that. And of course she did it and she did it way better. And she was like, I'm gonna figure out the ins and outs of this and I'm gonna make everything. And she did. Like she's like, I made you a bag. I made this like jester hat. And I'm like, well, I don't even know how you do that. Like, I just really, it's so funny because she I'm more of like a just. I don't know. Like, I'm so content with minimalism and simple. And she's like, i got to figure out the workings of this. Mm -hmm. What a good combo. She really does not care about... I mean, I'm sure she does care a little bit about the end product, but that's not what it is. She's much more of a process person. And she has to know it all. So it is very interesting Then she did it. And you know what? I think for a while we both just had a slump. I mean, neither one of us really talked about knitting or did it it for my middle school kids years and high school. I I didn't have it in me. Yeah. And it wasn't until my daughter, who's 10 now, was like three preschool age that I even picked up needles and like just did it, like made it like a garbage hat. And you know, like it's like there's nothing. Great that I made my kid when she was young. But um, it's so funny because right around the time Kim was opening the shot, a friend of mine in Denver was like, you know, she is in the sewing industry, but she was like, We're gonna make a sweater. Like if we do it together, we can do it. Cause like a lot of her friends were like also into knitting. And I was like, all right, fine, like I'll try to make the sweater. And that was the beginning of like my, my knitting inspiration again. And it was like all those big chunky knits. I am s- obviously have zero attention span because it satisfied me very much to make about five sweaters that winter, all out of really wow. yarn and, um, a little plug here for a good night day. Like they just had like these minimalist uh, like designs that I like found very attractive. So, um, is that a good night day? Did I say that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. right. That'll be yeah. in the show notes.
1: Where did you go? Where did you go to have your lessons?
0: <gasps>
2: oh, oh, here we go. I know what you're oh, gonna say. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he would come visit me in Denver and we'd go to Fancy Tiger.
1: Fancy oh, the best. Crafts.
2: When I was opening up
1: the store, but I would go around with my phone and take pictures <laughs> of all the yarns that I wanted to sell in my store. So I knew that I couldn't get into fabric at the time one day, but the yarns, I was like, I want that one, I want that one. And I sought them out and there's a little place in my heart. I've never seen a yarn store quite like Fancy Tiger.
0: Fancy Tiger Crafts in Denver. And you know what's odd is I've never been there, but I I feel I've met them and I have... Like early on in blogging and all that, you know, they were present and they were showing what they did and they were standing for every kind of artist and they were open to every size and every shape and they'd have people in. And I just couldn't wait to see what they were doing today, you know, and the cool thing about that is an inspiration to show up for your community, to have a safe, creative space to be inspired and come hang out. And
2: and that's what you're doing very cool yeah Yeah. it's so funny I I didn't even I mean I know that I knew that about Kim but it like that was a really weird time for me in my life but when she came to visit it was kind of like we were on this mission like we're gonna go visit all the yarn stores yeah (laughs) and I really I didn't think much of it it was kind of like I had my own stuff going on to where I I was like we're gonna go on this adventure because I love my sister she's my favorite person but I was like not really thinking of her yarn store aspirations as anything real or concrete, I was like, okay, yeah, let's just go have fun and visit all the yarn stores in my area and check them out. So we did that and I made my first sweater and Kim was like, do you want to be a partner in my yarn store? And I I would say I was a bit resistant to move to the East Coast because we grew up in South Florida. And I was like, I just can't no, see us moving there. Yeah, we'll never move there. We will never move to North Carolina. I'm so sorry. As much as I love and miss you, like just cannot see us doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> funny how that works. Choose your word sweetly. Right. <laughs> you will eat them later. Yes. Well, thank you, COVID, partially, and ah. and other, you know, unforeseen factors. May of 2021. So it was like almost exactly. Two years ago, my family sold everything and moved to Davidson and moved right into Kim's house. (laughs) Her two two older daughters literally got an apartment on their own. And one week later, my family just moved right in. And um, Always a full house. You know, I think if if we didn't have a really adorable, she's now three, but very entertaining kid. I don't know if we would be still allowed to (laughs) them. Wow. But here we are two years and later. And we'll... Kind of true. We're still there.
0: I love that.
2: Yeah. yeah. So. You
0: know, it's so true. Life you just never quite know. And and sisters, I have a sister who just moved here to Vashon Island too a year ago, a year plus. And we haven't lived near each other for so long and not this close for a long time. And it's so much fun. It's so fun. Yes.
1: And she was a to work with me too for I like really... a year. Oh, yeah.
2: okay for a whole year and I you know I also had a little baby I mean she was like barely 15 months when we moved here and and so I was like I want to do it but like ah you know it's so hard to get away from her and my husband and his work and it was like all me but I would go there like a year later I would go for like an hour at a time and I felt so accomplished in that hour like I'm like I'm things i'm accomplishing things nobody's asking me for anything this is so <laughs> right? wonderful. i'm being surrounded by other adults like wow what a <laughs> like, it was such an amazing feeling that those hours as soon as i could just kept increasing and increasing and now i'm basically there all the time yeah. and like i don't know if my kids miss me but it's like <laughs> Like, it's okay now. Like, that's like mommy's yeah. job. And, and mm-hmm. my kids do love to come to the shop, especially the yeah. little one. She's like, I want to go to the shop today, you know? Yeah. She's at uh, least a little bit more helpful. Yeah. She's a boss baby. She's supposed she's to a- go in <laughs> and she wants to run the shop. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's she's Aww. she's fun. But, like, I've become such a huge part of it. And it's been an, an evolution and like, it's so funny. I started off basically cleaning the toilets because, you know, my family, my family of creatives, Lily, her, her middle daughter, Kim, and then Logan was there. I mean, the, all the kids are there. Like yeah. they were there all the time. They've. It's kind of funny. I'm like, was it me? They all left like as soon as I like stepped in. But, you know, I would go in there. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm the organized person. I'm going to clean this place and I'm going to keep this place organized and I'm going to like make it this and that and that. They're like, great, do it because we don't really, I mean, we're not going to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's but
2: so it's handy to that. have. yeah. I
1: know. And it's more than that. I mean, from inventory, the stuff that I can do, but if I do it, then I can't do anything else. That's when it becomes right. an issue. And it's so to-
0: great to ha- to partner with somebody that, likes to do the things you don't but is it equally inspired to be there
1: yes that's, that's exactly what it is and i i feel that my kids could let go because you
0: mm-hmm. we were
2: there i was gonna say that it, they needed to let go and they they felt bad leaving mom it's like so oh, cool the shop is in good hands with aunt tracy because they know that she can trust me mm-hmm. to do what's best and I honestly, I mean, I mean, this will go into kind of some of the other questions. Like, yeah, I've never been so inspired or felt so happy to go to work every day. So it's been so wonderful. And yes, the more she can delegate to me, like the business side of it, the like managing the shop, like she can do the classes. And I I would like to do that too, because I can definitely teach people to like do beginning knitting or crocheting. But like the more we can grow, because the more creative juice she has for other things and um i mean my ideal is that like we'll be interchangeable i mean i'll never be kim and i'll never have like what she has but like i love dying it's so much fun the dye is like i got to do it and like you know i want to learn all the things too and fully immerse myself and obviously it makes it better for business cuz then we have two people who know everything not just one but yeah. well the,
0: you know the coolest thing i think is collaborating and and what that brings because you bounce ideas off each other and you you're supporting the vision of the other and you can share that and and all sorts of things happen you can really move forward. I I love that you've created that spot that's not only for others of course but it feeds you as well. That's that's the best. That's really the goal for all of us, you know? That's so awesome. You know, when I always feel like I always felt a little daunted when I would move to a new town, I've done this a couple of times or, you know, be visiting somewhere or whatever. And there's a knitting store and you can see it's kind of dark out and it's winter and you, you drive by or whatever. And all the people are sitting around knitting and you're thinking, Oh my gosh, I can't bust into that. They, they know each other and they're really good. But once you get brave and go through the door and realize that, Oh, they've just been waiting for you. You know, it's kind of the the best place to learn and make friends and you know, do you feel like it's this has lived up to your to your vision for what you wanted to to have?
1: This has surpassed my vision, I think. I don't I don't think that I knew the extent of community in mm-hmm. the knitting and crafting world. I wasn't a joiner, like I I didn't do that. Like I I would mm. not with friends, but I have seen relationships and bonds, and like we just opened up a nighttime knitting for people who work, and it's a whole different wow level of relationship and bonds, and um and we get to be part of that. We get to see them formed, and you know we track all like attracts like, and yeah. we we get a lot of people who really crave what we offer and mm-hmm. it's just, it, there's nothing like it. There's really nothing. Yeah. like it. I never expected that at all. I love that. And
0: how do you feel like you cultivate that? You, you mentioned that you kind of did pop-ups at your house first, which I love that because they must've really missed the old yarn store that closed and felt the whole, like you did. And then all of a sudden there's, a new kid in town. And I love that you, you did it in a way that you kind of welcomed people in, which in an intimate way, if you're going to somebody's house, which is really cool. And then you keep doing that. How, how does that kind of continue and and what are some of your ideas around that, that you haven't even begun to do yet?
1: My, the whole, the whole thing, my whole heart is in inspiring and teaching and I and being open and welcome and I feel like I create a very safe place for the people that come in and they can be like one thing that happened with COVID is we ended up doing like one-on-ones for lessons and I kept that because what I discovered is when you're meeting somebody where they're at they feel much more confident and Mm -hmm. comfortable And it just warms my heart to see them go back out and join these communities and feel inspired and feel, but it's, it's like so much more than knitting. It's so much more than crochet. It is a longness. Mm. They feel that they found their community. They feel supported. And I want everyone who comes through those doors to feel that way. And that's why we talk about the pink couch and the one on ones. And I don't know. I just, I just feel like I am open to all possibilities of all kinds of people. And I hope that they feel like they can be who they are with me.
0: Oh, I love that so much. That's a, such a cool thing, the one on one, because I think that's a great way to get over that. Oh, I can't join in because you're welcome, you're welcoming them and saying, hey, come at whatever point you want, hang out with me, then they feel like they have that connection with you. And then they can take it wherever wherever yeah, it goes I from know,
1: there. time is when the group's meeting and they'll see them. And, you know, most of the people in our group, it, it, you have your regulars, but I don't ever want anybody to feel, our group has gotten up to like 25 people in a parking mm-hmm. lot. They love to sit outside because of COVID, everyone will, they still will sit outside. And that's just a lot of that. people to be knitting at the same time. And the group is just so diverse and very, they're very welcoming. And I I don't want that to ever change. Yeah. I, well, you set it up that way. I can't see that
0: it would. Yeah, you know? It's not
1: going to. Yeah. I, I mean, it. I'm the Ted Lasso of knitting. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I decided.
2: Fantastic. I can see Why? like you miss that because yeah, it's like, it's just, there's no attachments. There's no holding on to anything.
1: You can be who you are and create how you can create in our store.
0: So if any TV producers are listening, this is your next project.
2: Seriously. Oh my gosh. We are a sitcom. The people, we have the characters that come into the shop. Just us as a family. (laughs) (laughs) Tell
0: me about dying yarn and how that has become part of the shop and what of a what part does that take up? I know there's classes. Share with us that.
1: So, I love dyeing. I mean, I'm an artist at heart. I mean, that's kind of what I was trained in and like it started out where my daughter Lily would make these color palettes or talk about the colors and then I was like, okay, I'll dye it and I would interpret them and I I got a lot of like I didn't want to do dyed to orders because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. Mm-hmm. My interpretation of a color and somebody else's can't, aren't always and I don't I don't want to disappoint anyone. But then I started to do it and realized that people were so grateful. People would give me pictures of like a family or something or colors they want and I would do it and they would just be like, "Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was thinking." Aww. And And I never have set out to dye yarn, uh, to be like an indie dyer. Like I always wanted the community. It's, it's an outlet, but what I do love is to teach people. I teach people because first, oh, the expression that they've done it themselves and they're just dabbling in these colors and they're creating and they're making their own yarn. And it, it's just so it's amazing. I love every single time. I love it. I love it. And then also I like to demystify some of the techniques
0: mm-hmm. makes
1: dyers work harder, makes people appreciate it more because it isn't easy. Right. And so I, when we opened the shop, that was very important to me. So it was really important for me to have like a workshop, a work area that we could always have this kind of inspiration.
0: So do you still work from trend kind of color palettes? Does Lily still do those or do either of you still do those? Because I remember seeing that and thinking, genius, this is amazing. Because those in themselves were works of art.
1: Yes. Lily has done all of the color palettes for our Heart of Gold colorway, our monthly colorway. And she researches it. She researches the fashion industry. That's how our little stubbies kind of started. And like she researches what's on trend, what the colorways will be for the following year. Like she, Tracy and and Lily are very similar. It's like that whole oh, if everyone's liking it, it's time to move on to what yeah. nobody's liking. I love that. I'm hands hand raised for that. Yeah, a little bit more of trendsetters, and I'm just like. Okay, sure. I can make that work. So to me, it's not as important, but like, that's what I loved about Lily doing it. And, and so we had kind of have her convinced to continue that portion of her creativity, no matter where she, where life leads. Perfect. I love that.
0: Can you share a little bit about, first of all, Stubbies and your membership? What is all this about?
1: Because there's listeners that could be very interested. I know we have knitters here. Yeah, so Little Stubbies, it's funny. When you say Little Stubbies in our shop, everyone knows what it is. So Little Stubbies happened. It was uh, Lily and I, we had a yarn crawl. I think it was our first yarn crawl. And every yarn shop in the Charlotte area was doing their own colorway. So they had their own hand-dyed colorway. And my thought was, if everybody bought one from the seven yarn stores, that is so much money. So why don't I make 50-gram ones? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be more economical. So we got these 50 grams and I was like, I just want to do something different. I was like, I don't want it to just be like a regular skein. And so I was like doing all this stuff. And then I like twisted it. I took the skein, I folded it in half and then I twisted it up into this little skein that was about like four inches and it just is little and stubby. And Lily saw that and said, Oh, my God, they're little stubbies. And then she's like, oh, no, no. You know what? Let's name them after stubby dogs. Aw. So she drew socks, which is a dachshund for a sock weight. And then oh. DK, which is, I think, Diana Kate or something like that is what she named her. It was something. I don't know. Which is the DK weight. It's a she, corgi. It's a corgi.
0: Oh, love it.
1: And then a bulldog is the worsted weight, which she Perfect. Named Erin on because worsted was too long.
2: <laughs> I just didn't like the sound of it.
1: No, she, she's like worsted's long, too long of a word to fit on this sketch. So I'm not oh. going to do that.
2: <laughs> That's so great.
1: Yes. And so they evolved when our membership started, I did like a a craft box first because I thought a membership is very vital to retail because it creates and generates uh, yes you know, passive income, well, not really passive. It's not because you have to do stuff for it, but it's at least continuing income. Right. You know, it's um, coming in. Right. And the memberships that I was doing, again, my perfectionism, Um, I would like be like, okay, I'll buy all this stuff. Oh, but that direct, those directions aren't good. Now I got to try it. Now I have to make it. Now I have to rewrite the directions. And it was <laughs> yes. taking me so long to do these that it wasn't worth the time. And I'm like, I can't. Can't do this, and I was like, "But I dye yarn. Why don't we just do a yarn membership? I'll just dye, dye it." And so Lily's like, "Okay, I'll make the colorway, and we'll dye yarn." And we did the this tier, and you know we have a five dollars tier, which is ten percent off. You know, it's just it's almost like buying a cup of coffee on Patreon. Or sure, something. no, yeah, um, it's really supporting us. And then we have this forty dollars tier, and the forty dollars has the hundred gram skein of yarn. And the palette gets released, like, starting on the 1st. And we start releasing it on social media. The store starts changing. The board starts changing. And then the yarn is released on the 15th. And it comes with a little stubby. So you get 150 Mm -hmm. grams of yarn for $40 plus 10% off. And, like, there's other, you can buy extra yarn, that kind of stuff. Um, And it's just, it's really, like, it's taken off. It's so it's just so cute. And, you know, you can pick out your little stubby color. So you don't have to. Oh, cool. Like we match them, but you can pick it out. And like, if you wanted 50 grams for something else, whatever's in stock, you get to choose. So it's kind of like the I best like of that. both worlds. You get a color. And that's a surprise. That's a surprise. Yeah. But whatever's in stock of the little stubby, they can pick it out. And then we make it everywhere it's kind of crazy yeah I love that. yeah that's very cool
0: do, I bet you do fun. have people all over because your yarns are gorgeous they're absolutely gorgeous and I love that the membership remains a surprise too. the color
1: yeah and, and it's like a surprise but like if somebody really wanted to know they could guess because they can see the June on Instagram and go okay I think I know what these colors are and we well that's the and cool them. thing as you see
0: that board, and you're like, "Huh, what's this uh-huh. going
1: to turn into?" Yeah, and Tracy did the board the last time,
0: the last
2: two times. That's right. Nice. No. Like we, Kim, Kim has been really sweet. She's like, you know, trying to ease me in because people, I think, really connect with the family story, like. It's a mom and her children and what they've built together and they're all so creative and this is how they work together to have made the shop what it is and then I feel kind of, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to come in and people be like who's this person trying to like wedge their way in but um, I think slowly but surely Kim's been trying to like ease me in and. Hopefully. I mean, I really do hope that people have accepted me after the last year of me being present more and I'm taking over some of these duties. And I always check with Lily because Lily and I are so similar in so many ways. Like with, we have very high expectations of ourselves and we're very specific about how we do things. And so it's very hard for us to like, that's annoying. (laughs) <laughs> it's hard for us to let people do anything. And the fact mm. that she, I, I'm always like, Lily, did I do it right? Because you have to tell me because I have to do it right. And she, I try to get her seal of approval whenever I do anything because I so appreciate it because that's how i feel about things and so it's the highest compliment it's good it, to really, get, it uh, is oh you did such a great job from, from lily. lily i know she's not <laughs> free wheeling with those things no. <laughs> she's so she tried to be so nice like it is one of the most hilarious things like when kim would show her first attempt at the interpretation of the color board for the yarn of the month and lily would be like that's nice that's or what i was thinking yeah, it, like it's, it's not that I don't like it, but it's just not exactly what I was thinking. And then she has me saying the same things. And it's like, well, you know, it's all up for interpretation. Like, it's not to say that it's bad. It's just like, you envision something and then you have an idea of it in your mind. And then if you don't see that, you can't help. Like, we're trying to be honest here. It's not, I don't I, know. I take criticism a lot, though. But you really do. I do. But most of the time like I can't wait for people to see June because she nailed it I mean you did take you did take my I I had a I had a a note for you when I saw the first round and I was like oh this is what I was really hoping to see more of and then I feel like you nailed it and you seem happy with it and I'm happy with it and I think everyone is gonna be super jazzed about it so it's really yeah it's really cool so I don't know. I love that great scene. So <laughs> that you are, and that's you know the thing is, we all have
0: expectations in our head based on whatever it is, based on what we saw or dreamt up or whatever it is. So collaborating in that way and making it work and continually making it work is also just a learned and wonderful thing. So that's very cool that you do that. T- tell us, I do want to ask about the Halloween countdown ca- calendar. Cause
1: oh, wow. you know. oh, yeah! tell us about that. This is going to be brand new. So the Halloween calendar, I think that probably by the end of this month, or maybe the first week in July, we'll have, uh, we'll have it open for pre-order. It will ship, uh, the beginning of October and it's going to, because this year, 2023, Friday, the 13th is in October. Oh, so, I know. So it will be, it will, you open your first box on Friday the 13th and go through to the 31st. It will consist of, this is, this is my favorite part because I didn't even know this was going to work out. Six micros and six minis and six gifts. So six, six, six. What
0: was the last one? Six
1: gifts like okay uh, gifts, oh oh gifts and, and yeah so so you'll get um and then the last thing will be a little stubby like and we'll have it in DK weight and we'll have it in sock weight to choose from oh, fun. So, and we have never done uh a countdown or an advent calendar I mean I've seen a lot of people do it and um it seems like a lot of work to me um and i think it will be but we love halloween in our family that is like sometimes more important than christmas <laughs> have to say. so you
0: guys thought halloween because first of all the 13th the 31st 666 right. all the things right all, it
1: was i can't wait to, to see it. i'm so excited and it'll be a surprise and, um, hopefully I'll have the wherewithal to be able to have a pattern, like a crochet and a knitting pattern that are suggestions for it. Yeah. But, you know, having a pattern and doing a project and collecting on, those are two different things. Sometimes. 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 No, There's are.
0: something to look forward to for sure right exactly. oh my gosh well one of the things that i found in your store that we haven't even talked about yet we haven't talked about all your gorgeous yarns you have great yarns and kits cross stitch kits and great little gifties and things but you have this stash corner like i have never seen before so explain how that came i know we are so geeking out on yarn and stuff so anyway we're going to continue for a <laughs> how what tell us but tell people about that because i was like wait a minute what's happening back here in this corner
1: This was like just a a really interesting thing that happened. Um, I have uh, a friend who had a friend and she, his friend had uh, rheumatoid arthritis and she couldn't knit and she had bags and bags of yarn that she was looking to donate. And he's like, do you, would you take that? I thought of you. And I'm like, okay, Sure. She drops them off. I didn't realize it would be like eight bags of yarn. And I didn't realize the high quality of yarn mm. it was. And she wanted mm. it to go to a place that like they they understand it. She didn't want to yeah. do it Goodwill or, or, you know, Habitat or anything like that. She wanted it to go to people who appreciate this. And we were like looking at this like Noro and hand-dyed yarn and Malabrigo and all of these like, high <gasps> mm. and we're like, well. What are we gonna do? I was like, well, why don't we just sell it? But what's easy for us to do? Like, we'll we'll call it second chance yarn and we will uh sell it at by the ounce. And we kind of calculated that, you know, two ounces or two dollars an ounce is almost like wholesale for mm-hmm. the yarn. The
0: prices are crazy.
1: Because uh, that's
0: how I figured it out. It's like, I'm holding this gorgeous yarn in my hand and I don't understand the price. Like, how come this is $16 and not $45? Right. You know?
1: For us, it it was a no-brainer because we don't have to do a lot of work for it. We separate it and we put it out and then they pay by by ounce. And um, It's a treat. It's a treat, right. And we had so much and it went so fast. It was, and it was like, towards the end of covid so we our sales weren't up a lot and that was the the single best-selling items in hmm. and so then we decided okay well why don't we do it as a program because yarn isn't really secondhand no it's we, not it just yeah. moves
0: moves from one space to the next is all. right
1: right so we um we decided that we would take yarn that wasn't from a big box store We prefer to have labels to know what it is. If they match something else, we'll create a label. Uh, We prefer it to just kind of be in its original condition. We won't take like acrylic or anything like that. Um, And we actually decided that, well, we could buy people yarn. They -hmm. can get store credit to like enhance their stash. And then- we're selling the yarn and I've seen like anywhere from people on a budget to new knitters and crocheters come in and just they have access to very good quality yarn at a price that they can afford and it's not sitting in somebody's like you know closet or in a bin or something I think that the hardest part is people sometimes have a hard time giving away their yarn Well, that was,
0: that's, I've done it before. I, I de-stashed once and I need to do it again. Um, and I had a friend in Minneapolis who had a amazing craft store. And so she, it was kind of consignment. Um, but it was great because I, it went to people who appreciated it. And that's, I think that's the hardest part about parting with your favorite things is you don't just want to like take them to the back of the Goodwill necessarily. Um, you hope that somebody appreciates it. So I love that you're doing that. So people who, who give you their yarn get store
1: credit. Yes, that's how it is right now. I mean, I have a whole like, like couldn't it, wouldn't it be great if we could be like yarn thread, thread up? up?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But well, that's, well kind of
0: that's a plan for another day. The cool thing is there's so much on your website that's delicious and juicy, not to mention the membership and all that good stuff. I love that you're doing that though. And you have these like, file folder things with sizes and you look in there and there are the needles you need for a ridiculously good price as well
1: yeah i love our blue people are like where are are your needles and i'm like well i don't really love like a wall with just those needles so i found this really old card catalog and i painted it and and i'm like this is where that was a fancy tiger thing Uh actually they have a old library catalog and i was like oh this is brilliant so when i was opening up the shop i looked for that i got it second hand we got everything in our shop second hand on top of it i think that we paid for the pink couch like yeah that's the only thing but it's worth it Yeah. So,
0: do you think you'll ever offer any classes online
1: and i tried that during the pandemic and it wasn't the same No, because it sounds
0: like you've got your parking lot and I love you're doing the after work stuff. So y'all get yourselves to Davidson if you want to knit with the cool kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So if somebody's lapsed, a lapsed knitter or has never knit, what do you suggest that they do to kind of ease in?
1: Well, I know. I mean, I find that... If somebody has knitted or crocheted before, a lot of the times they know. They just need yeah, them. It's a muscle memory. And some people will learn from a video. And some mm-hmm. people will learn from a book. And some people will remember. And some people just need to sit next to you and know that it's okay. Mm-hmm, and that's I love that you know what they're doing. And that, I just say start. Like, yes. find, a, find some yarn and do some rows get like, some stubbies get some stubbies I <laughs> know exactly um yeah we start usually we start with a starter sweater no nope nope a scarf a scarf yeah usually they do a stitch sampler scarf mm-hmm. and that like by the time they graduate from like garter stocking net and then they're doing like a basket weave and then seed and like by the time they're on the other side doing it the rest, rest of the way they have the confidence to do whatever yeah they can. I
0: love that you said that Tracy too, that you, for a long time, you did garter stitch scarves and hats. I love hats because you can actually finish them. I have, I'm not even going to tell, I don't even know if I could count how many unfinished sweater projects I have, but I love them. I love the challenge. And the first thing I ever knit, well, I was taught to knit by my friend's grandmother when we were seven or eight. And then I worked in Tahoe at a ski resort and there was this woman that was teaching knitting and it was she wasn't just teaching knitting, my friend Molly and I took this course and it was five color, you know, a whole yoke, patterned yoke, little stitches. In me- like that was my next project. And I finished it and I sold it for a lot of money. <laughs> I, can't believe- I could not believe that thing got finished, but it was so, it was a great for me, it was a great all winter long project because. Like you guys do, I was going to this woman's house. She would sit there and say, no, do this. So we got the hang of how to move those colors along and 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 hello. It was very rewarding to finish that thing. I do think somebody sewed it together for me, maybe, to be quite honest, but I could do that now. But I do love finding yarn from where I travel because I think that's such a cool thing. And I can I can remember. You know the gorgeous yarns outside Santa Fe, where they were naturally dyeing the yarn from the sheep they had in the back forty. I can remember, you know, a trip to London that was a work trip, and the and the I, I still have <laughs> the unfinished sweater from that trip because um, I, of course, picked a complicated one. But these in coming there to you, just I I love that, and I just think it's so cool that you're making this accessible with your kits and with your just your whole vibe it is so great walking in there the first time it was you kim and lily that were there the first time i came and you know you're greeted by this gorgeous mural and it just feels super friendly that i of course had to come back i wasn't going anywhere near davidson i was going to high point i was like i have to go to davidson i have to go i have to go there every
2: time i "I love love that (laughs) Can I just make a point about one of the most satisfying things about working in the shop for me, and it has to do with what you said about um, people who haven't knitted in a while or who have always wanted to but never did. What I've noticed the most, because, you know, I have tried to use books and I've tried to look at YouTube videos and there's something about being in people's presence. And I didn't know, I mean, besides like the handholding and they can see when you made a mistake and help you like right on the spot with that, people love to tell their story. And Mm. I can't tell you how therapeutic sitting on that couch with Kim is because people tell their whole life story and the fun thing is is that we connect with them because we have a story like I love that and us being a family we're like oh remember when our grandma tried to teach us to crochet and we literally thought crochet meant making doilies because that's all we saw and she was a seamstress and we were surrounded by that but it's so funny how I picked up knitting and Kim picked up knitting and we kind of just were like not into crochet it didn't really speak to us and knitting just came so naturally to us but how amazing it is that people are like, I haven't knit in so long and I have a grandchild now and I would love to be able to make a baby blanket. And like him is always there encouraging him saying that muscle memory is there. You're going to realize how quick you pick it up and she'll meet you wherever you are. But it's really like, I have to, even like young kids who come in, it's like, there's something that has inspired them to be there and they get to express themselves and there's nothing like doing it in person and having somebody hear your story and that's i think when they get that connection is what brings them back and then they want to join our groups and they want to be part of whatever we have to offer because they feel something they've connected with something and we will be the first to tell you like we're the most anti-social social people because we're like a couple of introverts who would love to just sit and knit by ourselves. But Tuesday (laughs) night was like, seriously, Tuesday night knitting club. I'm like, this is my night to knit. And if it means I'm surrounded by a bunch of other people like me who just want to sit and be in the same presence, like maybe it's because they have little kids too, who don't ever let them get anything done, but just being a bunch of people whether they're talking your ear off or just sitting there and absorbing it it's just it's It's lovely it is so lovely like Mm -hmm. it is it has really filled me up being part of this has just like as i say to kim all the time it ticks every box for me Mm. you know so
1: it does for me too i know it's like this extra box with sister sister
0: oh my gosh you guys i love that so cool
1: and it really is
0: i mean it's really something There's so many creative things that bring us all together, but knitting and crocheting is just one of those things, you know, you walk into the store, any store, right? And you're, you're going to have something in common with probably everybody in there. And that's, it's an icebreaker and a like common thread. Again, that's just really great. What yarn companies are inspiring you these days?
2: Hearts on fiber. (laughs) Okay, good. Hearts on fiber. That's, that's important. You know what? I I can answer that. And Kim is a huge inspiration for me, but I have to say all women and especially like mom women who in the margins of their lives during naps, like I have so many friends who are boss moms who just were like, I have a vision. I'm going to make this happen. Nobody can tell me. And they're like so successful and they're kicking ass and They inspire me so much because they were willing to take the chance. Kim inspires me because she was like, of course, I'm going to open up that yarn shop. Why not? Like that scares the crap out of me. Like I am only feeling safe enough to join her after a year of being there after basically being like, okay, like I can do this. And you know what? Maybe I have something to contribute to it. Maybe I can help it. Now I want to help it be awesome. But it was like only within the safety of this partnership but she was like I'm doing it and all my friends who do that like kudos I like like we need so many of those people so that is who inspires me Tracy I love that I love that too that's very very nice (laughs) um I don't know what
1: kind of yarn inspires me I love all the yarn I mean yeah. how can oh. you not seriously it's like, like s- i love the like i'm knitting with a cotton no, actually i'm tunisian crocheting with a cotton and i'm knitting a sock with our hand dyed yarn that lily dyed for christmas and i'm knitting a sock with a uh, universal yarn and um knitting a sweater for a knit along that we're in with the look Am- yarn nice so, I mean, Wool Folk, yeah, Wool Folk is mm, always a try. good one. That is just a beautiful, beautiful yarn. Like, to the point where I'm like, oh, I can't use it because other people might want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I yeah. do, I have a, tr- I have trouble using yarn that I've already bought. It's kind uh, of, weird. I mean, I bought, I the liked- yarn.
0: I know that is a problem. I think I just love having it in a big bowl and looking at it. so pretty. Right. Exactly. So, um, I have to come back, sit on the pink couch and learn that stinking Tunisian, Tunisian crochet, crochet. Cause it looks right? so good. Yeah, That's so what you were doing when I was in there. I was like,
1: ah, I have to leave. I want to learn. So cool yeah, looking. That, yeah. I'm going to finish that sweater. Yeah, you are. One day. <laughs> I'll send you a few. We're doing a four-day knit-along. It's I've been working on that project for seven weeks now. Yeah. It's this far. I just split for the sleeves. A <laughs> four-day I- knit-along? It's a four-day sweater by Olive Knits. Okay. And out with it every year. We got to be oh. on a call with her. And the knit-along is just this lemon Ritz, i think t-shirt it's very very cute and i'm like okay i'm gonna do it. i'm gonna do a test sample because it's not out and i'm like okay I'm on <laughs> day like seven like i put all the projects down to do it and I'm like here i'm like i'm never gonna split for these sleeves
2: well she's no. using fingering weight so it's quite But it is sport weight also let get bored yeah. yeah, I know.
0: That's the thing. That's why my patterns are complicated, because I get too bored if they're just like right. the plain old thing back and forth. Yeah.
2: Yeah. To clarify, it's called four day, but no one's expecting it. We're going to use four days yeah. to over a month long time, which is still stretching it for probably some people. We're going to meet four times to talk. Tough. Yeah. To yeah. get people together, to talk about issues they've had, successes. Yeah barriers to, you know, whatever. We're going to talk four times along the way. But I think the um, the pattern designer was like, this all was just inspired by me having time off and being like, what can I do in four days? If I just put my head down and knit, knit, knit for four days, not expecting anything. Didn't think she would accomplish anything like the, like complete the pattern. But she was just like, I just want to see what I can do in four days. And she did, she made something in four days. So she was like, you know what? Uh, like she told her story. I guess she has a. Does she have a blog or a, I uh, I don't know. She's a pretty popular. Yeah. Designer. Um. She had uh, in her blog. Facebook
1: group and stuff like that. She's got a
2: big following. Yeah. All of knits. We'll we'll All promote her. Oh, she's so adorable. She um. But she was telling us her story. Her story, and she was like, you know, I told my story on my blog or whatever, and she was like, so many people responded, and that's how her knit along. I think it's been she going on seven for seven years. years. Yeah. yeah. And I did one two
1: years ago. It, it took me six months to do this better, <laughs> but it was really pretty.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, no pressure. It's
1: not, a, it's not a pressure thing. It's just a community. And uh, yeah,
2: we you know. We get together.
1: together. Yeah. that's that. the, I love that knitting community
0: too. That's so broad. You know, I, there's like, you have a favorite pattern designer and you can do a knit along or find out. I'd love seeing what other people have done with it, like on Ravelry or whatever. I, I'm working on, at least one by Junko Okamoto right now. And I love her patterns. And there's just so many, there's so many places. A verb for keeping warm is another shop, like um, Fancy Tiger that. It's
1: an inspiration for me. I mean, I don't want to do like Indie dyeing. I mean, I don't want to do like natural dyeing, but I want to visit there. Well, see there's, that's
0: how y'all share the space, right? You do it your way. They can do it their way. Yep. So cool. Oh my gosh. Well, I just, you're so inspiring. I, the second I walked in, I thought, how can I get more of these great people? So thanks for coming on and chatting knit love here.
2: Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. It's been for super letting fun. Me tag along. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're part of it, Tracy, whether you think
0: so or not. You know, it's so <laughs> oh, hard yeah. for
2: me to accept that. Cause I just respect what they've created so much and yeah.
0: Well, you were there last time and your energy just is a match. It's just, it's great. And you're all creating it. You know, every day when we, when we figure that we're leaning into something, that's the main part. And I love that you both love it so much. That's the coolest. Do you have any advice for somebody who, two things, advice for somebody who wants to start knitting and advice for somebody who is thinking about starting a venture?
1: Like a, like a business? Yep. Anyone who is looking to knit, I I, I teach eighth graders as well, <laughs> and it's a process. I tell people this all the time. Like, when you start learning to knit, you're going to make mistakes. The only difference between somebody who is just learning and me is the amount of mistakes that I've had to correct. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It takes time and practice, and some people get it faster than others. But perfectionists, you have to let go of that. You have to, you just have to continue to show up and try, and you will get it. You will get it. And it really isn't as hard. And as soon as you see the people get that, when they see that it's not hard, they're like, oh, because of the the way that we teach it. I teach it very funny.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So fun.
1: You stab it and you strangle it and you pull out the guts. And you throw away the evidence. <laughs> oh, that's
0: it. so good. You stab it, you strangle it, you pull out the guts and you throw it. That goes right along with my true crime obsession. It's fantastic. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I love
0: that. Eighth and graders like, must love it.
1: Fifteen, yeah. The, the I had 15 eighth graders and they looked at me like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then by like the fourth, we thought like, this was going to be boring. I know. Well, they were just like, you can't say that in school. <laughs> And and I was like, no, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And then by like the third or fourth class, because we did it for like eight weeks straight, they were like, Am I stabbing it? Or did I miss the strangle part? Like it was like part of their language, and nobody was like, it's the it's the best to just like sit back and listen to them talk to each other
2: about pulling out guts. Oh my gosh,
0: that's so great.
2: I'd say don't be afraid, like you said, don't be intimidated Mm -hmm. to go to your local yarn shop and see like if somebody there can help you. Cause I seriously, I was so intimidated by Fancy Tiger. It was only my friend who dragged me along for one of their knit alongs. I hadn't been in so long and dragged me there for one of their knit alongs. Mm. And they were having their, I think they did a Tuesday night knitting group. And I just sat at that table and felt so like I did not belong there. And these, all these people doing all these things. And some lady said to me, oh, you knit. And I just was like, oh, my gosh. But then as I sat there and just everybody was super relaxed and nobody seemed to be judgy, I was like all of a sudden asking questions. And, you know, by the end, like I had made my whatever it was we were making and posing for pictures. And, you know, I never kept up with I should have I should have continued to go so I would f- not feel that but like don't be afraid don't be intimidated because they're just people and they're just people and, and if you don't they like yeah. just don't go Exa- back exactly there will be it's another okay. place like hearts on fiber that yeah. seriously like I yeah. Find want your people every person who comes in like for us to be their biggest cheerleaders and for us to know that they are welcome there like at any time yeah at any Absolutely. Time. and
1: for your second part um it's similar Like, I think that we all have this inner voice. We all have that, like, that guide that is showing us what to do next and and when to do it. And when we don't trust it, it's going to keep repeating itself. So clear your minds, know that it's going to be okay. And you just take that jump because it's not a cliff. It's not. It's, It's just a step and mm. it's okay to fail because you're going to learn there's no real failure you're always going to learn i love so that just do it wise it, words yeah easy to say right <laughs> well
0: but you're doing it and the thing is that's it you wake up and it's another day and the, and you have this thing you've committed to and you do it and you learn and it's worth it it's so worth it and then look while a year later you're still doing it and two years later you're still doing it it's pretty great
1: well and it's like knitting it really is. Like you have to yeah. keep going. You have to continue because even the little mistakes you're still learning. And it's, it can be hard. Sometimes a stitch is hard. You might drop something. It, it, it's not, it's not like it's easy, but it's worth it.
0: It is worth it. You know what, this room, I have one quick funny story that when you talked about knitting is hard and you make a lot of mistakes. I totally forgot that, um, I was on a plane, and I was—I kn- love knitting on a plane because it's uninterrupted time for me. I—I've I go- taken some pretty long trips for work. <laughs> Over the loudspeaker, like, is there a doctor on the plane? Is there anyone that knits that can help fix a mistake? <laughs> please press your flight attendant button so i did and um this woman's like oh thank goodness i saw you knitting i couldn't remember where you were sitting cuz then i had stopped you know And she's like can you and she just dropped a stitch and it was the funniest thing i had t- totally forgotten about that so you did but the flight attendant was like is there anyone who knits on the plane that can fix help this woman that so is, we got her all fixed up
1: that is the best
0: and especially like i'm not a major knitter but i could i could help you know Just got to be a little ahead of the other guy. Exactly. That's all. (laughs) That's all. Oh, thanks, you guys. So much fun. So much fun. I can't wait to come visit you again.
1: Yay. Yay. Thank Thank you.
0: Tell people where they can find you.
1: We are in Davidson, North Carolina, Hearts on Fiber. Our address is 208 South Village Lane, which is Davidson. Sweet A. Sweet A. by, by the in gar- the corner by the garbage cans <laughs> and online. You can find us at www.heartsonfiber.com. It has all the stuff in there. You'll see my family picture right in the front. And that's how you get welcome to our family. Just right there. And just Instagram. Right there. And Instagram. Hearts Thank on you. Fiber and Facebook. Hearts on Fiber. Go check them out. Yeah. Uh thanks you guys.
2: Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for windowsill chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.